On this week's episode of Life and Lessons, I reflect on the past few extremely eventful weeks. I explain why it's okay to take your foot off the gas without feeling any guilt. And I give you a preview of some of the guests that we have coming up on this podcast. Hey, what is going on? Welcome to this episode number 70 of Life and Lessons. I'm Sean Spooner, and if you're new here, here's what you need to know. This podcast is the place where I tell the story of growing a business, of growing as a person, and of taking on some fairly unusual challenges. Sometimes on my own, sometimes joined by the most interesting people I know. The only thing that's guaranteed with this podcast is that every time you press play, you're going to learn something new. Um, With that said, I'll be honest, I didn't expect to be sat here right now recording this particular episode. Uh, It's Tuesday. I normally record these kind of episodes on a Thursday, but today is Tuesday. It's just before 7pm and I had everything set up in the meeting room in the office for a guest episode that I was about to record with somebody and the episode was set to come out in a few weeks time. But these things happen. The guest had to reschedule at the very last minute and I thought, you know what, for the past Uh, seven days or the seven day period we're currently in I already have and I'm going to be recording an awful lot of podcasts so I thought I'd make use of this time given that everything's already set up and just record this week's episode now um, rather than packing everything away and then having to drag it all out again on Thursday to record this episode Um, but yeah it's been a busy one podcast wise so on Thursday I recorded an episode of Elk This that is the episode that you would have heard on Friday just gone And then on that Friday morning, I recorded with Ben Pearson. Incredible, incredible conversation. I'm going to tell you a little bit more about that later on. That's going to be next week's episode. Today, I was set to record with Don McGregor, but we've had to move that one back. But that will be coming out in a few weeks time. Very excited about that one. Uh, Tomorrow, I'm the guest on another podcast, which means I'm going to be sat here in this spot all over again. And then, of course, on Thursday, I was set to record this episode. So it's nice that... You know, although it would have been great to record with Dom today, the fact that he's had to move things means that I can just push everything forward and give myself a little bit of a break on Thursday for the first time in a very long time. Because other than that, a few weeks over Christmas where I didn't release any episodes, it's basically been a year and a half of my Thursday nights being consumed by this. So I'm looking forward to doing absolutely nothing on Thursday. But speaking of the Elk This episode, uh, it was very good. I'll be honest with you. It was... A challenging one to record and that is through no fault of elk but rather because trying to ask precise questions to somebody whose job it is to ask precise questions and trying to keep up with somebody who is such a quick and nuanced thinker uh, it felt like I was in at the deep end when I had that conversation and so um, I felt at the time to be honest When I'd finished recording, I thought, shit, I wonder if that was the best conversation. I wonder if I could have done anything differently to improve that conversation, to have more precise points, to ask uh, better questions. And so I had a little bit of self-doubt when I recorded and when I published that episode. But then I was walking around Cardiff on Saturday or Sunday or whatever it was, sometime this weekend with my earphones in and as I often do with my own podcast, I thought I would listen to the latest episode. And so I did. 
And actually, I think it's really good. I think it's a really good conversation. I think Elk makes some very interesting points, some points that challenge some of the perspectives that I had. But truthfully, both in the moment during that conversation and indeed much more whilst listening back to it over the weekend, I learned a lot. And so if you haven't already, I do recommend that after this, you go back and listen to episode number 69 with Elk Viss. You'll learn all about how to ask better questions, which as we've spoken about on this podcast a good few times in the past, very important skill to have. So definitely give that one a listen at some point. And then other than that, it's been a busy few weeks. Um, The weekend before last, we finally got around to doing that test project in the office that you may remember fell through a few weeks ago because of the UPS parcel. Couldn't even remember who was delivering it there. It feels like a lifetime ago. Uh, So that was a very long weekend. Um, Not really in a position to talk about what the test project is yet, but I posted a couple of things on my Instagram story, which you may have caught. You may have an idea of what we're working on, but we're just not really ready to uh, go all in and talk about it just yet. But it's exciting, nonetheless, to be building that in the background. And I'm sure there's something I'm going to be talking about a lot more in the future on this podcast. Um, But yeah, that was just, that was a long week. The, uh, The few days before preparing, moving the office around, hiring things, sourcing equipment, finding products, all of this stuff. And then the three days when we were actually doing the test were back to back to back, like 12, 13, 14 hour days on the Saturday and Sunday and Monday. And then indeed on the Monday, trying to run the the business on a weekday, whilst all of that was going on in the corner of the office and trying to manage clients and get deliverables out there and so on. It was just a really intense and full-on week. And then, of course, add into that things like this podcast and traveling from Corby and this and that. And I don't think I've actually felt as tired as I did uh, a few days ago in a very long time. And so because of that, I've been slightly off-grid for the past week or so um, between not sending out the email newsletter for a couple of weeks to not being great at responding to messages or posting or whatever else like I've just been kind of a bit quiet because truthfully I needed to be to just kind of get some energy back it's been a very long time since I felt that drained and that much in need of a rest and of course in normal times it'd be easy enough to just fuck off somewhere for a few days and you know not bring my laptop not bring my phone or whatever and chill but of course we're still in the middle of a pandemic there are still quite stringent restrictions here in Wales and so the best thing I could do is book a hotel in Cardiff which I did for I think four nights last week two nights then I was back for a night because I had a meeting and then two more nights and basically what I did is just other than walking around Cardiff which I enjoy doing it's what I used to do a lot of back in the days when we had an office there I was basically just catching up on some deep work and locking myself away in a room and just trying to get some energy back and thankfully uh, in no small part because of locking myself away and doing that, that energy is back. Um, But to speak to an elephant in the room, an email newsletter shaped elephant in the room, if you are a subscriber, um, I have to apologize for missing the email newsletter twice in a row, two weeks in a row is something that is unheard of because you know that I bang on so much about consistency over perfection and doing what you say you're going to do. And so It was a frustrating one on my own part, having to miss it twice. And I say having, having is a strong word. I think the first time around when I missed it, I did have to miss it. We were literally just too busy in the office with that trial project. 
But then this week missing it, it was more just like, you know what? I don't have the energy. I'm just going to bump it off. And so the email newsletter will be back on Monday. I guarantee you that. But yeah, it's one of those ones where I talk a lot about consistency over perfection and the consistency part of that equation has been tested recently, right? It was all well and good being um, or smashing out two emails a week, every week when things were slightly quieter last summer during lockdown. But time is a finite zero sum thing, right? You have to take time from one thing to give it to another. And I've spoken about this before when I reduced the email newsletter down from two to one a week, like there is just more strain on my time as of late but I think it's one of those things where it's all a process right I truly believe in doing what you're saying you're going to do I truly believe in consistency over perfection but not everything has to be 100% consistent 100% of the time right it ebbs and flows like everything in life and so long as you're doing the right thing the majority of the time you will be heading in the right direction and that's something I've had to increasingly remind myself of over the past year as I try and cram more into my life, as I try and do more, as I try and put out more, and frankly, as I try and achieve more, that as much as I want to get everything right every time, inevitably, there will be times where something has to give for a week, or in this case, two weeks. There will be times where I have to do slightly less and just you know, lock myself away in a hotel room for a few days to get energy back. Like these things are inevitable. And I think I'm now in a position where I almost have the, uh, the insight to trust that I don't need to push myself a hundred percent on a hundred percent of days. So long as I'm heading with some sort of speed, with some sort of momentum in the correct direction, so long as I'm actually traveling in that direction, even if sometimes it slows down, I'm happy because like I say, like everything in life, it ebbs and flows, like the speed at which a business grows. Sometimes it's very quick and then it slows down and then it speeds up or the consistency with which you stick to a diet or going to the gym or reading or going for walks or whatever it might be. Sometimes, and you'll know this, I'm sure you can relate to this. Sometimes you're 100% switched on, you're focused, you're in the zone, you know exactly what you're heading towards and you're just getting on with it. But then sometimes you need to allow yourself to move at 70% speed and and just be okay with it. And I think increasingly I'm teaching myself to just be okay with it. And that's not to say that I'm any less ambitious. That's not to say that I'm less dedicated towards the things that I'm trying to do. It's just to say that I know the the negative effects of overstretching, right? The burnout, the lack of energy, the tiredness, the lack of motivation, all of these things that come to all of us when we push ourselves too hard, it's tempting to keep pushing in those moments. It's tempting, especially with all the self-help out there, with all of this advice of, oh, you just got to grind, you've just got to hustle, you just got to go for it. You do, but you don't need to do that every single day or at least not to an extreme. And so that's kind of where I've been for these last few weeks, just giving myself a bit of a break in places where appropriate because, you know, frankly, speaking honestly, I think very few people probably even noticed that there hasn't been an email for the past two weeks. And if they did, I'm sure, and I don't say this in a self-loathing way, I just mean that, you know, the world is a big place with lots going on. People probably didn't care. And so 
yeah, it's kind of, it's, it's liberating to think that I can just be like, fuck it and give myself a break every now and then. And the world carries on spinning. So there we go. Uh, entirely unrelated, but I had a a funny little run-in with Harrods this week. Uh, I've been trying to get... Let me rewind, actually. I've been wanting to get the Tudor Black Bay 58 watch for a couple of weeks, and I was speaking to a friend of mine from my school days, Matt Wren, and he has the Black Bay, and he sent me a picture, and I'm like, oh, I'm really fucking tempted, because it's a watch that will hold its value, right? So it's essentially just parking cash parking cash in something you can enjoy because it's not going to lose money so if ever you need to liquidate it if ever you need to sell it you immediately get most if not all of your cash back right so i was considering buying the black bay 58 and then i stumbled on something that i didn't even know existed which is that harrods the department store in london have a special limited run edition of the tudor black bay 58 the tudor black bay 58 harrods edition but it's in-store only, and there's a big old waiting list. And so I asked Richard, who knows nothing about watches, and so who was entirely unfazed in doing this, to give them a call and basically be like, look, what do I need to do to get one sooner? And the short version of the story is essentially, there is nothing you can do. Unlike some of these other authorised dealers like Rolex, where you can shadily purchase your way forward on a wait list. It seems like Tudor and Harrods with this Harrods edition Black Bay 58 really do just put you on a wait list and eventually your time will come and when it does you get the watch and so yeah I've decided not to buy the Black Bay 58 in the color that I was going to get I've decided to just hold on and be sensible and wait until it's my turn on the wait list they're getting through about 100 a month right now uh, and the wait list is about eight months long at the moment so maybe so long as I don't discontinue it by then, which is actually very likely. There's rumours that they're only doing 5,000. They're on about 4,300 right now. But hopefully, maybe in December, I will uh, get myself the Black Bay 58 Harrods edition. And that would be cool because not only does it look really, really cool. It's a great watch. It looks nice. I will enjoy it. But crucially, it will be worth £1,500 more the second I leave the shop. Like, other than... Rolex sports models which you know the Submariners in certain colorways double in price when you leave a shop there are very few watches that you can pick up that immediately earn you cash the second you leave the shop and so yeah I've decided to be sensible to wait and to buy the Black Bay 58 Harrods edition instead hopefully in December because I don't want to call it an investment because although it technically is I'm going to enjoy it but there are very few things in life that you can purchase to enjoy yourself for as long as you want and have guaranteed financial upside whenever you want to sell it right like the price of that watch will not stop increasing the Black Bay 58 is a massively in-demand watch the Harrods edition is very sought after it has a long wait list and it's going to be discontinued it's already worth about four and a half when you um pick it up like immediately not that i plan to sell it just to be clear but as soon as that's discontinued that price is just going to go up and up and up and so yeah what other thing can you put money into and enjoy personally for as long as you want and still know that there's cash parked in it because maybe there are bigger returns in bitcoin maybe there are bigger returns in fucking amazon stocks but do you enjoy those things can you hold them can you wear them could you look at them and just think oh that's a nice thing I don't think you can. So yeah, that's my plan with that one. I'll keep you up to date, hopefully, 
It happens before December, but Harrods have said it's about December that we'll probably get the call. So there we go. Uh, Modern Wisdom. That's a big one. I'm trying to think what else to talk about. So Chris Williamson very kindly repurposed our conversation from Life and Lessons, and he put it onto his podcast, Modern Wisdom, this week. I tweeted this at the time, but I'll say it again. Like, there are probably four or five people on the planet who understand why I find that so fucking surreal and exciting. I've literally listened to hundreds of episodes of Modern Wisdom since almost the very beginning of that podcast. I've learned enormous amounts from Chris and from the hundreds of guests that he's spoken to. Uh, And in no small part, that podcast is an enormous reason why I have this podcast. So like I spoke about a few weeks ago, being able to have a conversation with Chris was great. But then for Chris to have enjoyed that conversation so much that he's willing to turn a 70 minute conversation into an episode on his own podcast. He's willing to share it with his thousands of subscribers, his 170,000 YouTube subscribers, um, and get, I think, six and a half thousand views on YouTube alone in the first 24 hours. Like, it's just just a really kind thing to do, frankly. Like, he didn't need to. He has no shortage of guests wanting to speak to him. Um, But yeah, it was cool. It was surreal. And so I'm just thankful that Chris did that because, like I say, he didn't need to. But it was... A very unusual Monday for me, but a cool one nonetheless. Um, Peter, Peter Watson sent a photo of his new book today. Uh, I'm not sure when it's out. I know it's out at some point this year. I've given it a read. It's really good. It's all about niche influence and how you can grow influence in a particular niche to dominate and to basically create your own opportunities in doing so. I wrote the foreword for that book. And so he uh, he sent me a picture of that, which looks really surreal to be honest just seeing my name in print in a book um so that's cool again thankful to peter for giving me that opportunity because again he didn't need to so i really appreciate that i'm excited for that to come out and then i think the only other thing to tell you about in this catch-up episode is the conversation you're going to be hearing next week which is with ben pearson ben as i've mentioned before was a police interceptor he was in i believe uh north yorkshire police south yorkshire police one of the yorkshire police is for about 19 years Uh, he was in the traffic police for around a decade and then a series of events unfolded in his life which essentially forced his hand in having to leave the police and having to leave the job that he loves the job that he'd always wanted um and he's been through a lot of struggle since then he was diagnosed with depression with anxiety and with complex ptsd because of the things that he had to see and the things that he had to deal with in his line of work and so it's just a really really interesting conversation because on the one hand sitting down with a highly experienced traffic police officer somebody who is an advanced driver who has been in countless pursuits it was an exciting conversation right getting to ask all of those questions about police chases and all of these things that my inner six-year-old was just fucking buzzing about. But then in contrast, also hearing Ben's story and his struggles and how he speaks so openly about how he's dealing with those things. And just some of the shit, quite frankly, that the police have to deal with was incredibly eye-opening. And I think that I haven't yet gone through and prepared that episode for uploading, but it's probably going to be, I wouldn't say challenging to listen back to, but like I will relive all of the emotions that 
I did during the conversation when I listened back to it because I've never met anybody who is as willing to speak about mental health challenges as Ben is. And like the things he's seen, the things he's had to do, the things he's had to deal with, and he describes them in great detail in the podcast, are just literally unthinkable for you and I. And so it's a bit of a departure from the typical guest, I think it's fair to say, but it's a conversation that was just remarkable, like by definition, remarkable. And so definitely, definitely make sure you're back here next week to listen to that. Uh, And that's it. That is the catch up episode. Thank you as always for listening. Hope you have a good week. Hope you have a good weekend. And I'll see you back here this time next week for episode number 71 of Life and Lessons with Ben Pearson. See you then. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 